Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time, but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side. Beast mode, no one's blocking our way. These other guys tried it, but them man ain't got the skills Of Braden and Davey, brazen and raging, bringing you the thrills and spills Who is the best? Nah, that one is easy, coming with a champion sound Relentless flow, and there ain't no stopping me, it's best for you to tap out When I get on the war path, laying the smack down, a rumble will ensue Hamilton's so ahead of them, Portman, take a Portman, that's a culture view First time in a long time, but back like I never left Taking these days as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set when I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, PostWrestling.com, Patreon.com, Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcast Addict, whatever podcast apps you YouTube.com. use. YouTube.com. YouTube.com slash Up Next is yes. where you can find us right now. Uh, we're live on YouTube after NXT every Wednesday. We go live on our YouTube, live from the BDE, the Brain Davies State. Absolutely, and I just want to start by saying uh, sorry to anyone on the Hot Mic app. Uh, I just want to make this clear: I'm using a really fucking old computer. Right. It's being upgraded next week. Uh, it's not a Hot Mic issue; it's our issue. My right. computer can't handle both things at the same time. No drama. Uh, but we're hoping in the next week or so we'll get both running. Uh, because we know there's some hot mic listeners out there as well. So thank you. Well, thank you and welcome to Up Next. We are your NXT friends. 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 And you see, we do indeed have a Patreon to keep this show free. We do have a Patreon where on the Patreon we do like three different shows a week, essentially. Yep. So many shows. We just did a review of AEW Revolution, yes. which uh, I, we, we did a watch along for Super, Super Showdown and a watch along for Revolution, and both were fun, but I loved Revolution. You can hear our thoughts on that and the, that epic tag team match that I got to witness from Hangman Page. Yeah. 
um, just incredible. Uh, because people are like, oh, they're the NXT guys. But, yeah, we watch other things. Yeah, and yeah. I, I feel we're pretty unbiased as well. Yeah. Like, we love NXT, but come AW's on. realistically, AEW's been killing it recently. That tag so team match is one of the best matches I've ever seen. That that match was fantastic. Yeah. But don't give it away, Brayden. Sorry. It's all on the yeah. Patreon. Yes. Um, so, yes, it is the beginning of the month. Uh, the way Patreon works, no matter when you sign up, it will charge you at the beginning of the month. So, sign so up basically, now. this is the best time to sign up. You can get all, I think it's 84 shows we have done since September Crazy. on the Patreon. Wow. You get all of them, including our AEW Revolution review, as Braden just mentioned. But we've got other stuff coming up. This week alone, we have uh, an episode of Was Next. We're going back in time. We're talking about the September 19th, 2012 edition of nxt with AEW superstar tremperetta exactly yeah. yeah a few AEW superstars there yeah I'm sure. uh i mean and it's wrestlemania season it is indeed. we just did the best match ever show where we talked about the best matches from edge because of his comeback and that was so much fun we debated and argued which is the best edge match of all time yes and i know a lot of people have some feedback on that one uh but wrestlemania season now coming up we got um another best match ever which is wrestlemania Curtain jerkers. Yeah. So the opening matches to WrestleMania is get your thinking caps on and tell me what's, what's the best one. We're going to watch them and argue and make a whole show out of it. But if that's not enough, well, we got to know how to end a show as well with the best match ever. What, what do we call Curtain them? closers. Curtain closers. Finales, I don't know. Last match. I don't want to main say event. main event because people are like, yeah, but technically this was a main event as well. It's the like, show no. closes. The last show matches. The, the main last events. Matches. Main events. And we're doing. We're going to be watching all these mania matches and doing a show for that as well. Uh, as long as well as like all these other wrestle. We're going to do a WrestleMania like prediction and best WrestleMania moments kind of kind of roundtable. We are indeed um, uh, with Stephanie Chase from Digital Spy. Yes, uh, definitely. Who are pretty big in the UK, like a big media outlet out there who cover wrestling as well. So we'll have her on board. And the main event, I feel, we are going to be doing a show called The Greatest WrestleMania. Oh no, this isn't the greatest wrestle, uh, the greatest Royal Rumble. This is better. It's the greatest WrestleMania. Right. We will be joined by John, Way, and Mike Murray to play another game. Oh. We like games here at the BDE. I love I win all the time. You never win. These hey, games. remember that time for that we played a game and John Pollock needed to use a lifeline, ask a friend for a question, and the question was who attacked Sky Too Hotty at the Royal Rumble 2005, and he needed help. And who did help? Who helped him? I did. You know, I if you didn't him. bring this up every week on the on the podcast, I wouldn't remember. So, yeah. Uh, so we've so, got that coming out. And it, this weekend alone, we've got a review of Skyfall. Ah. So we thought we were building up to the new Bond film, but unfortunately, oh. a little thing called the coronavirus has delayed the, the release of the new Bond film. What's the um, new one called? No Time to Die. It looks like there's some time. There, there's die. some time to die. It looks like there's some time. There's now. some time to die. Uh, uh, but we are still yeah. going ahead with our Bond reviews, and we're doing Skyfall this month. And then a little show called Up Yours. We are joined by Robert Frith to review The Matrix. Yeah, The Which, Matrix. with the new one in the works, I think quite a few people are excited about. Yeah. Um, I've only seen the, the Matrix movies a handful of times, but it's Keanu. Um, so I had the same English professor as Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know if that makes both our English. I don't know. I don't know. What, is that, what does that well, mean? For, you, something you've proved on this show when you say larynx and heinous <laughs> is I don't think he had the best English teacher. No, true story. He lost one of my papers right. and decided that instead of giving me the 82 that I got on it, 
he decided that because he couldn't find it and like wasn't sure, he'll give me a, a 70, an easy 70. But he lost my paper. But he could have given you an 82. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got the I got the 82, but he 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 had lost my paper after grading it. Oh, so he didn't give me the full mark. So in the next semester, I had him again. We had a, a true story. We had a, I'm going to get like a like a, 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 can I get expelled? I'm not even in school anymore. This no, is years you, ago. You've done this, and I didn't do an assignment. And I went in when he was like, "Oh, uh, where was your paper?" And I'm like, "Oh, you you lost I gave it. it to me." And I'm like, "Yeah, you gave me an 89 on it. You you were talking to me about how amazing you liked it and everything, and explained what it was and went in detail." And he's like. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. Gave me the 89. I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> Get off. I was like, whoa. I was dodging bullets like Keanu does in The Matrix there. Yeah. With the same English professor. Wow. Um, so we're going to be watching The Matrix. We are. On our Patreon. Yeah. So for all these shows, um, it's five bucks a month. And you get all our podcasts, so it's so much fun. To I honestly to do feel this. building up to WrestleMania. This is oh. probably our biggest month, yeah. Thus far, we got some right? crazy shows. We got a lot planned because not don't don't forget, like we do the Thursday show as well, which is the AEW show, and like we just did the Revolution. But AEW on Thursdays is more of a continuation of this show as well. Yeah, the Thursday show. We talk about Simple what we do, vibe. and yeah, yeah. So um, we've been doing so many shows, and and thank you to all like the people who are supporting. And if you're just one of these listeners, then well, thank you so much for listening. Um, follow the Up Next podcast because we post everything on there, including like you know live tweets during shows and all the updates on everything. So at Up Next podcast on Twitter as well. There, so um, you can follow us and do all that stuff. But that's all the housekeeping. Holy, it is. Sorry, a lot of housekeeping. Well, we got to keep the lights on. We do. We do indeed. We're yeah. adults now. We do taxes. We we did our taxes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, with our accountant who was teaching us all about burner phones and taking sand to the well, beach. Yo, and- dude, I learned some <laughs> shit from our accountant. <laughs> he told me about burner phones and where he keeps them. Yeah. I learned some things. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, I feel like our taxes are going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but anyway, before we go into NXT, yeah. how are you? I'm good. I'm good. You see, uh, we've been watching a lot of wrestling. We did the uh, Revolution watch along. Um, we had a guy in our watch along live on Saturday night who was in our YouTube live watch along thing while he was at the event. He's he's Miles. in the room right now. No, Miles. Is he? Miles. Oh my Miles. god. Yo. Shout out to Miles. <laughs> this guy in Chicago, Miles, was like, "Yo, I'm in the beer line. What's going on, guys?" I was like, "This is amazing. Wow." So, uh, I love the little community that this podcast has bring people together. When it, we joke and uh, say we're your NXT friends. Friends. Uh, that's kind of literally what we aim to be. So when people tell us like, "Oh, I, I like your watch-alongs or like listening to your podcast cuz it's like listening to a conversation with my friends." And well, that's what we are. So, I uh, appreciate the kind words from all the listeners. And actually this Sunday for Elimination Chamber, you won't be able to join me right. uh, for the watch-along, but we will still be doing a watch-along and I'll be joined by Scorpio Sam, ah. who uh, we've talked about a bunch on this show. Friend so of the show. Scorpio Sam will be joining me for Elimination Chamber. Yeah, he's pretty fun and uh, I'm sure he'll he'll do a good job filling in watching along on the YouTube there. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, I've been working. Um, what did I do? I went to, I ended up at some other vampire bar again. Felt like I was at Blade. I'm not going back to it though. It was a little too weird for me. Um, so I was a pretty, pretty, once I, once I, I, I peaked at vampire bar mm. on a Friday night, there was no, my rest of my weekend was pretty tame. Okay. So uh, how, how are you doing? I'm good. I, uh, I went to see Sonic the Hedgehog oh, yesterday. Oh, okay. It's pretty good. All right. <laughs> like, 
it, it was in the same vein as me as uh, Detective Pikachu. Like, it's yeah. fun. It's a kid's movie, but there are enough things there for adults to enjoy. Right. And if you're a fan of, like, the games as a kid or, like, yep. you, you know it a bit. Well, like, we have a Genesis. Exactly. There are, there are payoffs for you. But the funniest thing was there was, I think I've mentioned on the show before about how when I went to see Toy Story 4, the combat Carl scene. Yeah. I just couldn't stop laughing. Right. There was a guy like that for in Sonic. the auditorium on his own. And early on, you've got James Marsden playing a cop, eating Cyclops. a donut, Cyclops, in his car. <coughs> and uh, someone radios in and you go, hey, are you, are you in the car? And he goes, no, I'm on a yacht in the Bahamas drinking a drink with Rihanna. Like, we, just a yeah. standard, like, sarcastic yeah. line. And this guy's like, ha! And Loses this is it? about three minutes in the film. Oh no! And then everyone is like silent for oh. a sec, and then start laughing. Okay. There's a couple in front of me, uh, to the left, who are like high as balls throughout the whole thing. Right. So the more nice. this guy laughs, the Bro. more they laugh, the more other people laugh. Right. Uh, it was quite an experience, but you know what, Sonic, not a bad film. Uh, I mean, there's something to be said about these. We got like, we got blitzed as fucking went to see that Rampage movie when it came out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, sure. I mean, I enjoyed that. Netflix gave me a notification, being like, "Hey, yo, Brayden, you might like this." What it's on Rampage Netflix. is on Netflix yeah, now. Yeah. Damn. Um, and that's based on a video game, but like Sonic is pretty iconic. Hey, that rhymed. Um, so, I mean, I I, I want to check it out because I'm a huge Jim Carrey fan, and people are saying that it's his good. It's it's his best. He's in the he's one. good. He's good in it. Um, so also I because we're always looking for movies to do on the podcast obviously a lot of our uh, patrons suggest movies like our world champions Um, but this just came into my radar yesterday okay it's called The Velocipasta (laughs) I'm going to read you the description okay I mean it sounds sounds, I could probably tell you quite possibly (laughs) the greatest film ever made okay you haven't watched it yet not yet, oh, okay. but it sounds good. Okay. After losing his parents, a priest travels to China, where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into... Oh, no. ...a dinosaur. <laughs> At first horrified by his new power, a hooker convinces what? him to use it to fight crime and ninjas. Wow. Okay. I feel like you could read anything and sell me on it, though, with your with your accent. But doesn't that sound good? Yeah, it's fantastic. And you know what? It hasn't had the worst reviews either. Wow. What's it called? The Velocipasta. That's like that's like Sharknado level. Like, it sounds better. Have than you ever Sharknado. seen Sharknado? I've seen bits. Your favorite Sharknado. wrestlers in like the third one. Chris Seth Jericho. Rollins is in one too. Seth Chris Rollins. Jericho's in one. Kurt Angle's in one. Wow. There's a fake Rob Ford in one. So let us know at our next pa- <laughs> podcast. Have you seen this? Will you see this? Wow. Do you want to see it? Well, I mentioned like, Street Fighter last week. We've we just been watching a lot of bad movies, I guess, lately. Yeah. Bad movies are good. We had to watch Jason X for our Patreon, and that was a lot of bad fun. Bad movies are fun, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I am not a huge fan of the Sharknado uh, things, but the first one's really fun. So, I don't know. Maybe you should check it out. The Raptor Pasture. The Raptor Pasta. Pasta? <laughs> Raptor Pasta? Talking about pasta, Oh, we did our NXT oh, meal this Oh, week. that's a segue. That was a good segue, right? Wow, look at you. Yeah. So, you did, we, we should be talking about pasta because you've made some. We did. Today. Yeah, I did, yeah. So, every Wednesday, it's NXT is for the boys. Uh, sorry, Wednesdays is for the boys. 
um, we decided that, you know, we're roommates and we do this show on Wednesdays that instead of every Wednesday eating out and spending money and maybe making things, eating things that aren't good for us, we decided we're going to cook every Wednesday and we alternate. Yeah. So tonight you have made uh, some NXT. Um, well, I don't know what you made. So I made uh, meatballs <coughs> stuffed with mozzarella. Oh, boy. Uh, in an arrabbiata sauce. I don't even know what you just said. With fettuccine. It sounds just delicious. Um, it so was. we put it out there. Uh, we put it out to the Up Next Universe. Yeah. What should we call this week's food? Because we didn't actually announce last week's. You oh, made beef I made, bulgogi. I made beef bulgogi. Um, my favorite suggestion was Keef Bulgogli. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Um yeah, we live in Koreatown here in yeah. Toronto, and I decided to get some beef bulgogi. Beef bulbrogli. Beef bul... Beef bro... Keef... Oh, fuck. I think it was just keef bul... There was probably a bro well, one. Oh, well, wait, what's tonight's then? So tonight we had the a matzo? couple of you write in. We got Mansorella stuffed meat bros. Ooh, nice. With archa atta sauce of infamicini. Wow, that's intricate. That was intricate. Wow, yeah. that's insane. So thank you, Sergio M, for that. We also got uh, fettuccine e tomatza champi. Okay. Tomatza champi. Tomatza. Yeah, tomatza champion. Tomatza champi. Tomatza tomato champion. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a bit of a mouthful this week, but yeah. if you think of something better... Again, well, it was good food. Up next, podcast. we 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 also like uh, recommendations. We need some recipes and stuff. Well, so. yeah, uh, we just had arrived uh, some spices. It's crazy doing a podcast. The internet's wild. Um, you meet so many people online, and someone um, wa- wanted to be like, "Hey, I heard you talk about food, so we want to send you some." Uh, I work for like this like spice company, make spice. And sent us like a package, and we're gonna cook with it like next week. Yeah, and we're gonna like eat it and talk about it. So uh, we, it's cool. It's crazy how the world works. You, the it things, is. Yeah, it's insane. We talk about wrestling. We get spices. We cook for you. Yeah, it's crazy. So if you want to send us spices, <laughs> send us the herbs and spices. You know. Um, but anyway, enough yeah. about us. Yes. Let's get into tonight's episode, March fourth, two thousand twenty, NXT. Yes, March 14th, sorry, not March 14th, March 4th, 2020, NXT from Full Sail University. Um, It starts off with a recap of Charlotte, Bianca Belair. Charlotte's going to be facing Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. We all know that. And now Bianca Belair is just kind of an afterthought, really, essentially. Um, That's happened here. Um, And then there's the recap that there is tonight, indeed, two steel cages... Live tonight on NXT. Um, before kind of going into the show, have you heard any of the news about NXT Japan? Uh, so I hear there's been um, some involvement, like a talent kind of being featured yeah. in NXT, um, but no more has been said than that. But it looks like it's uh, all Japan pro wrestling. Right. Uh, so there could be what they did to the UK, they're going to try to do to Japan. I I personally can't see them letting it happen. Hmm. I don't know. I see this more as like a one-off, like test the waters. Sure. I don't know. Like one show, maybe? Yeah, I mean, you've had... Uh, you had Kenta got, uh, like, sort of traded to Noah for a one-off appearance. Like, this this isn't the first time it's happened. Obviously, back in the day, uh, Juicing Thunder Liger on that yeah. NXT show, 
like kind of trades and deals happen um i don't know i can't see something like all japan is one of the main that okay they might not be as big as they used to be but it's it's one of the big companies out there yeah for japan i mean that's it's just interesting that they're they went to the uk look what progress has become and look what nxt uk is trying to be and like Mm. they're 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 going in the right direction now but it's still it's tough road they're on but they're going to try to do that to Japan. It's like there's so many things to watch already. Why are we going down? And also, should the NXT UK maybe just not be NXT UK, but like NXT other side of the world or something? Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, someone suggested last week Global? that it should be called NXT Eurovision. Because Eurovision. do you know the Eurovision Song Contest? Yes, okay. It takes place every year. Yeah. And until about three years ago, it was just Europe could enter. Okay. And then since then Australia have been entering because Australia fucking love Eurovision okay so I feel with your Aussies your Kiwis and your Europeans maybe it should just be called NXT Eurovision Song Contest I don't know I mean you could do NXT NXT UK Dublin Island just (laughs) I know you're from Canada and you don't know really what's UK and what's England and what's Ireland and what's Wales and sure Estonia uh, as I learned one evening um, but NXT UK Dublin Island really jars was that one the, that one girl was telling me that you, she was from Estonia you and thought she like, looked like uh, Tony Storm I thought she looked like Matt Riddle <laughs> you'd say that every time <laughs> bro <laughs> um, well yeah it's just interesting like there's already so many things on their network what are they like but like, is there come a few weeks oh. will like they might want more content if they are going to start selling the pay-per-views oh, to another boy. yeah another service i guess we'll see but nxt japan just sounds weird i don't know but watch i'm saying this now it's probably going to happen it's probably already happening maybe nxt takeover tokyo take my money let's go sounds nice yeah. go to the hubs get some strong zeros the 7-eleven cheap snacks. flights right now oh there's some I'm looking at <laughs> is it we- wrong that I'm looking at flights for Wrestle Kingdom now and I'm like huh huh it's not that bad <laughs> uh, I'm cruel but um, really though so NXT <laughs> NXT take over Tokyo book it make it January 6th it'll be we'll go to NXT Japan slash UK colon Tokyo two. <laughs> they call War of the Worlds so or whatever many, it is. Yeah, so Worlds Glide. So many names. Well, we're just here in NXT at full sale, and it starts with a steel cage match between Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. Despite all their rage, they're just stuck in a cage. Now Raquel Diaz is now locked outside. You mentioned last week on this show that it's a cage, therefore she can't get involved. Yes. Oh, I've never seen it happen. <laughs> never happened. Never seen in a, ever in a cage match. In a cage match. Interfere. So these two have this blood feud that's been going on, and they instantly start to brawl. Tegan hits like a crossbody off like the top rope, kind of for a two count. Tegan then hits this like other splash, then a cannonball in the corner. Dakota Kai fights back, throws her into the cage. Um, there's like back and forth where they're throwing each other into the steel cage. Knox hits a followaway slam, but with like a bridging pin, looked awesome. Uh, then this like really insane, innovative, oh, swinging overhead back kick, where she uses her own foot like over almost over her own head to kick 
knocks in the head. It's like some Power Ranger shit, if you ask me. This is cool. Yeah. It looks awesome. Dakota Kai knows how to kick. Uh, I guess it's not just a, a shtick, that team kick. Oh, team, yeah. Captain Team Kick knows how to kick. And they are sick. It's not like team the kick. King of Aussie stra- style or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. shots fired. Oh, yeah. that's mean. Oh, I mean, he's he's getting there. He's, he's getting he's there. He's trying. Yeah. Uh, so Dakota Kai now has the offense, and she's beating her, beating Knox up and hits the chiropractor for a two count. Knox then climbs up, but Kyrie, Kai, sorry, not Kyrie, chases. They're up top, and there's the Lady Kane chokeslam from Knox. They're back and forth fighting. There's a crossbody off the cage from Knox. Um, Gonzalez then, like, squashes the ref and blocks the door for the escape. Um, Kai gets Gonzalez in the face from the door. There's a lot of interference, but it allows Tegan Knox to hit the shiniest wizard. But Dakota Kai kicks out at two. So I guess that's not quite the shiniest, is it? It was a kind of shiny wizard. It wasn't the shiniest, because she kicked out. A matte wizard. She did- <laughs> <laughs> not shiny matte matte what were the Pokemon cards when they were shiny holographic weren't that what oh, they called, called them? them shiny you just called them shiny oh yeah. we called them holographics oh we say oh I got shiny uh, whoa that's so weird that's Bulbasaur. crazy no what would it be shiny shiny Charizard I swear people always call them holographics someone stole my shiny Blastoise kill them kill them all wow you still got the Charizard uh, maybe yeah well no I think I lost it once my Blastoise got stolen oh uh, yeah kids be a star so the the match continues here they're cl- they're both climbing down on the cage um and dakota kai's like leg gets squashed in there but it allows the door to swing open and gonzalez like somehow uses the door to trap tegan Knox between the door and the cage and herself dakota kai with her like now like crippled legs and her injured knee just falls out of the ring Therefore, technically winning this match and Moira Ronaldo with the call, son of a bitch. <laughs> you heard Byron on Monday. Yeah. yeah. He's like, whoa. So uh, this was um, a lot of fun, but it still didn't quite deliver what I thought I, it would be. I really enjoyed their um, like no hold sparred match at Portland. They, they fought like they hated each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought there was some really innovative stuff in it cage matches are hard like it's hard to get my attention there are a few things that i didn't like here i never like the baby face going for the escape yeah the idea it should always be the the baby face wanting the heel in the cage so they can beat the shit out of them so anytime Knox was trying to climb I'm i hate like, that yeah really why um there was also i also as you said the kick out from the shiniest wizard like protect it come on i, I thought I it was the shiniest they could have done something else that she kicks out another like high spot or whatever um the end also seemed a bit botched like Knox was climbing down and she it's just hesitated before i like the idea of i because i haven't really seen that with gonzalez trapping her against the cage i thought that was pretty cool yeah but there was definitely a bit of hesitation uh not whether it was there, we're not quite in timing. position, timing, timing, whatever it was. So the end felt a bit weird because you're going, ah, just jump down. Yeah. You, you won it. Just jump win. down, jump down. And she was waiting. Some good things. I just didn't like the psychology of this match. I thought their first one at Portland was way better than this. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it kind of just didn't really move the needle for me. 
Um, but uh, I love me some Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai gets yeah, me Yeah, and I don't think it's a bad thing that she won. I think yeah. you see a st- steel cage match where no one can get involved. Obviously, someone's going to get involved. Of course. And I think it's more important than that Dakota Kai with her new uh, Diesel, shall we call her? Yeah, Lady Diesel. Um, Lady Diesel uh, gets the win here because Tegan Knox can needs to chase her. Like that's what's going to make her popular. Is everyone's going to wait, want to see her get a comeuppance? Mm-hmm. So I didn't mind the finish. Just this didn't work for me. Yeah, it was just okay. Yeah. We have a promo or video, so to speak, from Finn Balor. He says, this is a game of chess. So far, I've always made the first move. So I want to thank you, Walter. You have now forced my hands. You are not going to like my reaction. See you sooner than you think. So Finn Balor wants to retaliate from the message sent from UK NXT champion Walter. So that's clearly the WrestleMania Tampa takeover match. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> Which is awesome. Take my money. That could be the sleeper hit of I'm the night. Yeah, that. I think I'm that I think that's the the best match they got me sold on. Yeah. Um so take my money. The, the Walter seems like a spectacle to me now. Which is good because it's rare in yeah. in wrestling. No matter what they do in a Royal Rumble Survivor Series thing, how you could, Orange Cassidy is now a spectacle yeah. and they I hope we haven't seen this week's yet. We'll be talking about it tomorrow. But I hope the only times we see Orange Cassidy is in six mans where he doesn't really do anything. Right. Until the pay-per-views where he's a big deal. And that's how I think Walter should be, apart from Survivor Series. <clears throat> True. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That. Jeez. So Finn Balor might show up in NXT UK is what I got out of this. Which they need. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And get ready to promote that Dublin show. Yeah. Sorry. NXT, take- NXT UK TakeOver Dublin. Is that it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's that weird. Is, that is weird. It's weird. Speaking of weird, Shotzi Blackheart. But, you know, when they're weird, well, it's even better. She comes out on a tank. That's pretty weird. I mini tank. It. Shotzi Blackheart on her mini tank comes down to the ring. I, I think this is so cool. She looks so badass in this thing. Comes down to the ring and she's ready to have a match. But out comes Robert Stone. That's right. Robbie E. Robert Stone. Still not wearing socks. With his shoes, his loafers. That's okay. It's Florida. He introduces his client, Chelsea Green. Now, we're a little hesitant to see this since we kind of didn't really like the last time we saw Chelsea. It just didn't work. Something didn't work here. So here, Shotzi is getting this spotlight, this rub recently in NXT. And it's been awesome. She's been super, super great. She was in the Royal Rumble. She was in the Chelsea was in the Rumble for like ten seconds, but Shotzi was like in the Rumble, had a spot. <clears throat> so there's these two are fighting each other. Morrow may, makes a Jay Z reference. Um, there's Shotzi does early in the match the Jeff Hardy style, like splits the leg and then does a leg drop to in between the section. Um, there's uh, going back and forth. They're um, strike for strike and they're doing they're trading different styles of arm drags um, there's a like rope assisted lung blower from Chelsea Green for a two count she goes up top for a missile drop kick Shotzi tries to fight back but Chelsea blocks it hits this like kind of sit out weird looking unprettier and Chelsea Green pins Shotzi Blackheart therefore Chelsea Green is going to take over Tampa in the women's ladder match yeah, which um, 
I'm sad. I'm disappointed Shotzi's not in this. I'm very disappointed. Because uh, I think Shotzi could do some cool stuff in a lot of match there. Uh, again, this didn't write quite work for me. And I, I quite like both of them. I'm pretty high up on Shotzi Blackheart. Mm. Uh, Chelsea Green, like we've seen her do better stuff. Yeah, it's weird. It just hasn't been working so far in NXT. Uh, I believe she calls her finish the, the I'm prettier. The I'm prettier, the I'm my prettier, bad, right? Instead of the I'm prettier. I liked her better when she was the hot mess. Um, Maybe she'll turn into that. It's I'm, I don't dislike this Robert Stone manager character. I can see him getting more people on his roster. Yeah. But at the moment, I'm just, I'm not particularly sold on Chelsea Green. I agree. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of Shotzi. She's been doing all the right things. And this is kind of like a stop start for her. Well, I just, I just feel you kind of want a Shotzi Blackheart in a ladder. <coughs> yeah, match to do, we've seen the stuff she's that we yeah, saw that she's crazy on that Evolve Network special, oh, yeah. that suicide dive she did to all those chairs. Crazy. Like you need a nutcase out there in a little tank to do some crazy stuff. Oh, and the green hair and, and the, the black hair. and the oh, um, we we got over there was a Rhea Ripley uh, segment. Um, she's at Raymond James Stadium, kind right. of looking around, soaking it in. She's gonna be the fir- in the first NXT title match on a WrestleMania. Um, she's basically saying, to be the best, you've got to beat the best. There's some pirate music going on. And as far as I'm aware, this was the first uh, like advertisement for XFL. She's in the stadium and there's all the XFL stuff True, yeah. in it, which has been strange that wow. WWE hasn't really pushed that yet. Yeah. Uh, but cool little segment with Rhea, like at the place, being aware how big an opportunity this is and how big a moment for NXT this is. We have a vignette, another vignette for some scary things, and a countdown clock. It gets closer and closer. Who could it be? I don't know. Who do you think it is? We both, I think, think it's Killer think, Cross. Think it's Killer Cross, yeah. Maybe Killer Cross and Scarlet Bardo, Bardu, Bardu, Scarlet and Killer Cross could be like a couple thing. I want to I want to relook at last week's because I'm not sure if that the hand on the clock right. is like a second closer. The air two in the night and the second one always has like a freeze frame of like numbers and stuff. So okay. I don't know. I'm just too Let's lazy see. to free, freeze yeah. frame it. So <laughs> someone else on Twitter will someone do, do the work for us at up next podcast. Yes. <laughs> up next we have Keith Lee, the North American champion, comes down. Uh, you were in the other room, but you were running back into the room and you couldn't see the screen and you said. What's happening? What am I missing? As you're getting closer to the door. And I said, oh, it's Keith Lee coming out. And you said, is he wearing pink shoes? And when you got <laughs> when you got into the room and looked at the TV, you go, knew it. Knew he was wearing these pink shoes. Well, he's wearing the pink shoes. He grabs a microphone. He says, greetings and salutations. You are now conversing with the limitless one, Keith Lee. But he is interrupted almost instantly. Um, he, he's talking about... Dijakovic and Damian Priest about how they both kind of stepped up to deserve a shot, but he's interrupted by Cameron Grimes who comes down wearing some jeans his vest and his hat, the Babadook he says, look man you don't need to be talking about priests I like that line a lot, it's so deep, realistically he says, you don't need to be talking about Dijakovic's. you need to be talking about Cameron Grimes and the crowd hears chants, no one likes you. And he's like, hey, hey, shut up. I like me. <laughs> he says, look, uh, no one does it like you, Keith Lee. But 
Did you not see? I caved in Dominic Dijakovic. And as he's talking, Keith Lee starts to like take his hoodie off like he's ready to fight. But Keith, Cameron Grimes just keeps talking. He says, I did what you could, what you like, you did something in 20 plus minutes and I did it in three seconds with the cave in. And that's all it took me. And the crowd is just continuously booing Cameron Grimes. It's the Zach Gibson treatment. They're not letting him talk. Yeah. They're just boo all over him. I got something to say. And Keith Lee's like, okay, 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 fine, fine. Let him speak. Let him speak. And he's like, like I said, and boo, it was so funny. He's getting so much heat here. I absolutely love this. He, and Keith Lee's like, okay, come on, come on. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. He goes, look, some would say your match with Dijakovic was five stars. But next week, William Regal gives to me the opportunity to wrestle you for the North American title. And Keith Lee shoves him out of the ring. And Keith Lee says, well, next week, it's going to be an ass whooping. Keith Lee. Um, so this was so much fun. This because, might be my favorite part of the show. This yeah, week. me too, definitely. Because Cameron Grimes just got this crazy level of heat. Like you, he could not talk. You could not hear him. This is where I think uh, <clears throat> this is going to make him. This is where I think full sale is needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm a fan of the idea of NXT going around and trying different places, but full sale are so familiar with this guy. Yeah, that he wouldn't have got this reaction anywhere else. I don't think. This was so good. And I think they also didn't... Because so often you'll see a segment like this and then Keith Lee will make him look like a bitch by just slamming him with the the jackhammer power slam. And you'll be like, ha-ha, yeah, the the heel got his comeuppance. Whereas you you want him to build and you actually want him to be a good heel. And he's also someone that is getting this heat. But he's not Baron Corbin who is dull as dishwater when it comes to matches yeah, yeah. this guy can go this guy so, was like this guy was on the like do you want to talk about timing earlier this guy was on the timing of like whether it be co- comedic timing or actual just like mic skill when he interrupted Keith Lee from stopping them from booing and then took the time took it away from him again and then they got so they even got mad yeah. more mad holy I was like dude kid you and got it I honestly think a lot of it comes down to the the silly little hat Sure. Uh, I think it is. But he started wearing that, and yeah. everyone's like, what? Yeah. Why is he wearing this Who hat? this guy in his hat? And it kept continuing. Why is he wearing this hat? Fuck this guy with this hat. Why is he hat. wearing a hat? Stupid he looks like shit. Hat. Why is he wearing a hat? Fucking and great. it built and built, and I thought this was the payoff this week. I, Fucking... I think Cameron Grimes is fantastic. Cameron Grimes um, was Trevor Lee. And I know that we talk about AEW on Thursdays, but there's the, the, the clip of Matt Hardy with the whole... I knew you'd come. Cameron Grimes was in one of the final deletions. It's like he's in the second one. Right. The crazy, crazy one. And like, I, if I remember correctly, he's on the back of a pickup truck in his full gear and like gets his head smashed off a, a, a sign on the highway or something. Right. It's just ridiculous. Uh, I, I love this. This was my yeah, favorite part of the I, show. I enjoyed this a lot. This was this kid. This they kind of just made him here. They got him so. an overall bad guy. Because remember when Champa was the mega heel? Yeah. It, people were like, "No, this guy's was evil to Johnny. Let's boo him." And then everyone continued doing it. So it got him yeah. over as the heel. It's going to be the same thing here. Where camera? They just want him to shut up. I think so. And take off that stupid hat, which I love. Earlier today, we had Austin Theory being interviewed outside the PC. He says, I'm only 22, but I'm the best NXT has to offer. But Isaiah Swerve Scott overhears this and walks over and says, whoa, NXT's the GOAT. You've barely been here. I've been here way longer. 
and says, listen, how about tonight I'll serve the NXT GOAT Swerve's house, boy. So tonight we're getting that. We see Undisputed Era backstage. They're training. They got the stickers on the shirts. Adam Cole says, you're going to teach to the tag team match later between Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. He says, Kyle and Fish, you're going to teach those. You're going to teach Oni and Burch a lesson. And Roddy, tonight you end the dream. Um, so two little like kind of backstage things. Kind of, I don't know, the weird filming outside kind of like on the beach is... Someone's over here like, yo, are you talking shit over there? What are you doing over there in that interview? Yeah, I, I found the, yeah, the Austin Theory Swerve one a bit weird. Because Swerve is going like, what, you've wrestled like four matches. I'm like, Swerve, you've wrestled like eight. <laughs> really? You've been here it's since... It's not like you've been here long. Yeah, you've been here the US since USA, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, uh, not the longest. So, there's a shout-out to former NXT alumni... The Street Profits. Oh. You don't know how many years I've watched Angelo Dawkins in, <laughs> in NXT. From the days of the backpack to the 90s gimmick. And now he's a Raw Tag Team Champion. That's crazy. That's so amazing. Good for him. Leave the memories alone. We lost the Street Profits. But I feel like if I'm being a, a you know, controversial wrestling fan, it's too soon. They could have chased that for it Mania. It should have been a Mania moment. Yeah, that should have been a Which Mania Which makes thing. me think they're going in a different direction with Rollins. Ah, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, there's a Street Profits mention here from Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. Now that they are tag team champions and outcome former tag team champions of NXT. Undisputed Era. And they're facing... Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready to throw them up? Yeah, let's do throw it. Throw them up because it's Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch... Danny 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 Danny, 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 Danny Burch <laughs> They come down, they throw him up. Um Lorkin starts getting an attack from both um Kyle and Bobby Fish, but there's a headbutt from Birch who sends them outside the ring. There's a double blockbuster off the steps from Oni Lorkin. They go to commercial break, they come back, and Oni Lorkin is getting slapped around, but then he starts to like hulk up and Nigel McGuinness. Oh, we didn't mention. How can how can we continue the oh, show? Shit, yeah. Wow. What a terrible. What manners do we have <laughs> where we don't talk about our own Beth Phoenix not being on commentary tonight? It was tonight. so noticeable that she wasn't there this week. <laughs> it was not that noticeable. I wow. I totally like. I noticed it earlier, obviously, but uh, segment of the year though. So far, in yeah. my opinion. I yeah, I really liked it. Terrific. Wow. Getting our KO. If some of you listen to this show and. Just watch NXT and don't watch Raw or SmackDown. Uh, Beth Phoenix, NXT commentator, got RKO'd by what? Randy Orton oh on God. Monday. Uh, it was heinous, as <laughs> Braden would say. <laughs> it's heinous. It's it was heinous. Wow. She she broke her larynx. Uh, <laughs> and no, awesome segment. And obviously, they're selling it on NXT TV with Beth not being there today. She's not going to be here for a while, I guess. Yeah, I guess like realistically, she's got to sell that RKO, mm. right? Well, Nigel on commentary is talking about. Um, now I forget why I even brought up commentary in the first place. Um, <laughs> oh, Nigel says that you should never, you should never make Oni Lorcan angry because you wouldn't like him when he's angry. Yeah. Which uh, quick little did you hear about Mark Ruffalo might be Bruce Banner in the She Hulk. Okay, cool. Interesting, right? Nice. Disney Plus, baby. Um, so never make the Hulk angry and never make Oni Lorcan 
angry. He starts to hulk up. He fires back, but Fish beats him up. Goes for the Bobby Fish tope, but Oni gets the knees up. Danny Birch is in. He's on fire and hits this, like, literally an RKO out of nowhere. Um, an awesome cutter there for a two count. Birch then continues with the assault with all these strikes and uppercuts. Kyle and Fish then beat him down. Kyle's doing his palm strikes. There's a Pancrase um, reference from Mauro Ronaldo, which is something we should review down the line. It's so fucking funny. Um, there's uppercuts. There's chops. There's blockbusters. There's inside-outside clotheslines. But as Oni is in the ring on fire with both members of Undisputed Era, he goes to Irish whip like fish into the other corner where Kyle is. But as he does, they counter this like almost out of nowhere, really. They counter an Irish whip into the total elimination, the high-low, and Undisputed Era win the match. I love this. I thought the finish was so good. Um, I feel similar to the match uh, 1-2 had the other week with the Broserweights kind of expected a bit more because we've seen them like kill it and be the TV guys yeah. like I feel Roddy's a TV guy me too um, it didn't quite get to that level for me um, but I loved the finish with it being the Oni Lorcan fire up running corner to corner and out of nowhere the Boom. total elimination yeah. happens because so often we see it we see the um, the finish like signaled like they're setting up for their finish and right. they hit it uh, I thought this looked really cool. Uh, the match as a whole wasn't bad by any means. I don't think these four could put on a bad match. Yeah. But I feel I could see more out of them. I mean, we have I seen agree. more of them. They've done a takeover match. Yeah, it's true. With Roddy instead of Bobby, but same deal. It was really good. It I loved really it. Good. Yeah, yeah, it was a banger. Uh, yeah, I agree. It could have went another level, but it was fun, to say the least. After the match, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fischer are in the ring. They have a microphone. Kyle says, hey, Bobby, we just won this match, but something's missing. Bobby Fish says, yeah, you see, we need our tag team titles back. Those loser weights, that makeshift tag team, we're going to take our titles back. Roddy's going to and shut the mouth of the dream, and Undisputed Era is going to be back on top. And bro, uh, ba- uh, Matt Riddle comes out. He says, you want a rematch for the tag team titles, bro? You see, Stallion Riddle thinks it's a good idea. Stallion Dunn thinks it's a good idea. Or Stallion Pete. And I guess we'll have to ask Stallion Regal if it's... And he is instantly attacked from behind. Both Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle are attacked from the grizzled young veterans or as Nigel called them the grizzled young stallions <laughs> the grizzled young veterans take out Riddle and Dunn and they Zach Gibson has a microphone and says you dweebs you just don't get a rematch uh, and basically says you, we, we're in contention we deserve a title shot here because ever since coming here we've been running rough shot so now it's a three way dance it seems for the tag yeah, titles yeah I think this is where we saw it going I think that adds a another wrinkle to the feud because I don't think as good as Undisputed Era uh, and the Broserweights will be we've seen it so we want a different layer to it yeah. and Zach Gibson I think between Zach Gibson Matt Riddle and Kyle and Bobby the mic work we're going to see some really entertaining promos Zach Gibson's so good he's he's fantastic and I love uh, as we were watching it I was saying James Drake is his Smee like, Zach he- Gibson's Captain Hook yeah, My hero. and he's just he's he's your Smee, he's LeFou to Gaston. He's he's just the one who's like, yeah, yeah boss, yeah, yeah, tell yeah. Him. yeah. Um, <laughs> and 
it works. Like it so works. Yeah. I think I think James Drake would flounder on his own, but as a as a team, I think they're really entertaining to watch. He's a good wrestler. And Zach Gibson, he is, he yeah, is. Yeah. But there's something a bit. Yeah, they like, work Zach good together. Zach Gibson's the one who's got it. Yeah. And I think Drake plays his his part as more of the Shmi. the kind of follower. The Shmi, yeah. Shmi. I think he plays it pretty well. Captain Hook is my hero. So. Uh, and uh, like props to Full Cell this week in general. I thought they they brought it this week. Yeah, they were here in energy for this this show. We have a recap of Austin Theory, who he is, and a recap of Isaiah Swerve Scott. And this match is right now. It's all day versus Swerve. Do you know why they call Austin Theory all day? Because uh, he can go all day. Yeah. Yeah. He can go all day. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, when I was 22, I could go all day. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm 28. I can still go all day. Yeah. Wait till you're 30. <laughs> <laughs> you got two years left? Yeah, pretty much. Whoa. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the countdown's on. Hey, wait till you're John Way's age. <laughs> <laughs> Then they go all day. They fight forever. Yeah. <laughs> all day, Austin Theory, Isaiah Swerve Scott, who is the NXT GOAT, so to speak, unofficially, for guys who haven't been here for a year, but they're going to decide who's the GOAT of NXT. Yeah. Uh, Scott blocks uh, a bunch of moves and hits like this like, kick up, then drop kick. Um, Swerve is quicker than Eminem's Godzilla challenge, says Mauro Ronaldo. Can you explain what that is? I, I know who Eminem is. I okay, know who so, Godzilla is. Two together, not so sure. Um, Eminem put out this song on his new album with this rapper, uh, Juice World, who died, actually. But Eminem's verse on this song, the song is called Godzilla. Um, and on the song, Eminem raps really fast, like rap god style, like rapping really fast. So Eminem filmed himself like in his like home arcade, pinball arcade in his house or something, recording himself rapping to his own song. And said, like, post to reply with your rep, your versions of it. Like, can you do it, like, as fast as I could? So now people are going, like, and trying to, like, oh, record sweet. the things. Okay. So Morrow is saying that Isaiah Swerve Scott is faster than people doing the Godzilla change. Nice. Cool. Um, I could probably I could probably give it a shot. Not right. I don't like that song that much, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I really hyped it up and then just, just shit on it, didn't I? Uh, I think it's cool. I'll just do Lose Yourself at Karaoke. No, please Still don't. Still 2002. <laughs> no, it's such an overdone song at <laughs> karaoke. It's, Eminem at karaoke is pretty overdone, but like, just don't do Lose Yourself and switch it up. I don't know up. any other rapists. You don't. You know MGK, your favorite. MGK sick. Yeah. <laughs> David doesn't know anything about hip hop except the other day you're like, "When I move, you move," just like that. And I was like, "Dude, you're fucked." It's the SCU song. <laughs> yeah, you think SCU has that as a theme song? <laughs> Ridiculous. Also, speaking of AEW theme songs, you've turned a new leaf on the MJF theme from AEW. Holy shit! Uh, you gotta listen to I our podcast. My yeah. Wow. Also, private party banger. <laughs> it's little John shots, but whatever. We have Isaiah Surf Scott all day. Austin Theory. He is more faster than the Eminem Godzilla challenge. There's a jumping kick from Swerve that knocks all day down. They go come back from commercial break, but it shows that Austin Theory hit this like almost Jack Swagger, Jake Hager gut wrench suplex, gut wrench power bomb type move. There's a rolling thunder into a drop kick from Austin Theory. Um, 
all day chance and then not today chance from full sale. There's a strike fest between both guys and Swerve is now just hitting series of roundhouse kicks to like the chest to the arms. And Austin Theory is like selling his his elbow. He's getting kicked in the elbow like a bunch. Um, they both do like roll throughs, but they pop up and Swerve hits a flatliner for a two count. He goes for a Rana, but it's blocked and turned into a buckle bomb. Theory again selling the elbow. He hits some sort of move called like the rocket fuel. Um, but is it the the RP one? The RP one, which was like the the sushi groshi, but hooking the leg. Yeah, kind of like the Kenny Omega, Kevin Steen it style. It looked great. Move. It looked fantastic. Sorry, the RP one uh, rocket fuel. Uh, yeah, I like jet fuel. It's a type of weed. Okay. Yeah, it's not rocket fuel, but it's only a two count. Swerve uh, gets to his feet and does this move where he like counters. A, a, a move with his foot and gets out of it. it looks like just awesome. There's a rolling thunder that's countered into an armbar from Swerve. Just fantastic. Right, the timing there was perfect. Swerve is just staying on it, not letting this now because he's attacked the the injured elbow of Swer- of Austin Theory. But he's bending it and bending it. He's torquing it and then does a stomp like bending. Austin Theory's elbow and whole arm backwards. I don't know. This is this is supposed to be a, a, a fake, predetermined kind of thing. But how do you make this thing look as real as it does? I never can understand how because this is a move that baffles me. How does this not hurt? Yeah. It looks like it looks the guy's arms coming out of his fucking socket. Looks crazy. Stomps it down. Picks him up. He you think it's kind of all over. Um, and out of nowhere, Theory just kind of fights back. Picks up with one arm. And hits a TKO, which is called the, uh, the the ATL or something, and pins Swerve. Austin Theory, out of nowhere, pins Isaiah Swerve Scott. Not the finish I saw coming, but I'm not mad at it because me and you both agree that all day Austin Theory is going to be a big star here in NXT. But this think, was a lot of I fun. I think it, it rehabs him from the, the, the... We've seen in the last two weeks be essentially bitched out by Champa. So this rehabs him. Yeah. Swerve, I felt this was a heel turn from him. Yeah, stomping on the, the arm. Wor- the working the arm to the point where you're stomping on it. Uh, I I see this as a as a swerve in his direction. Oh, and nice because you you don't see baby faces do that. No, you don't see a baby face deliberately snap someone's arm. And then Austin Theory, who has been more of a heel. I mean, hasn't really been established, but. He was, as I said, bitching out to Champa, who yeah. is the big baby face uh, in Evolve. He was the big top heel there. So I've seen Austin Theory as more of this cocky, like 22-year-old heel. But fighting back with one arm and hitting the ATL, which uh, is obviously stands for Atlanta, which is where mm. he's from. But also, I think they called it the Austin Theory launch. Gotcha. Um Moro correctly identified a taxia. Yes, this week he didn't hit we it, but he was calling week, for but it. He didn't. Uh, he didn't quite hit it. But yeah, I I feel maybe this is we're going to see some more from these two, and I feel Scott's going to go in more of a heel direction, which is weird for someone with his. He's over with his like move set and stuff, yeah. but he's only over to an extent. So mm. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm I'm looking too much into it, but it was definitely the vibe I got from it. But this but was a fun match. This is my match of the night. Yeah, me too. Um, not that that's saying much yeah. this week. 
But this was my match of the night. Yeah, I agree. This was the the, the better match of the evening. I, I enjoyed both of these guys. Uh, I'm looking to see what happens with Austin Theory. I think there's a star star there waiting to happen. We have our next segment, a sit-down interview with Mauro Ronaldo sitting down with Johnny Gargano because everyone wants to know why. Why, Johnny, Johnny why? why? Well, he asks him just that. Why, Johnny? Johnny says, hey, Mauro, you know you respect me and I respect you. Do you remember when I was the only guy that showed up to your documentary premiere in New York? Because I remember. And he's like, yes, Johnny, I, I do remember this. I watched that documentary, by the way. Fantastic. I still want to see Rock it. Rock and Roller, yeah, Bipolar. Yeah, yeah, good shit. Um, um, he says, you tell the world who I am all the time. Johnny Wrestling. You say that I I have more heart than Valentine's Day. And he's like mocking him and saying all these, the, the famous lines he's called him. But Johnny, why the sneak attacks? Well, that wasn't a sneak attack, Mauro. You see, I looked Champa in the eyes and I saw what I knew. I, I saw that I needed to do what I needed to do. It also wasn't a sneak attack last week because I was wearing a powder blue sports coat. <laughs> kind of a sneak attack is that? He says, you don't know anything, Mauro. You don't know what I've seen. You don't know what I've been through. And uh, he's such a heel, by the way, Johnny, wearing a Connor's Cure bracelet uh, on this. Uh, I love it. Uh, he says, you don't know what I've seen. You know why, Morrow. You know why. And he's getting up in the face of Morrow now at this interview in the PC. And Morrow's getting a little bit uncomfortable. He's like, oh, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. Can someone like help me out here? And he's like, yeah, you want help? Like, Get out of here. He says, you don't want any trouble? Then why did you call me Johnny Turncoat? You see, everything is about moments. Everyone wants a moment, you see. What about my moment? So I want you to apologize. You're a liar, Morrow. Yeah, walk away. Walk away. There's nothing left to say. So Morrow walks off because he shooketh. He looks at the camera, Johnny, and says, Tommaso, you know why. Next week, we do things my way. Johnny walks off. From the interview. So, Johnny Evil, Johnny Why, you know why, um, has scared off our main man here in NXT, Marvinello. What a dick. I I haven't come to mind how I felt about this. I thought mm-hmm. both guys delivered it really well. But for me, <clears throat> something's just not quite clicking with this Gargano Champa thing. Mm-hmm. I, I liked everything he said. I liked him saying it was no sneak attacks. I struck him to his face, which is obviously something Champa never did. Champa right. always did it behind the back. Yeah. We know why. Champa ruined his life for a year. Of we course. know why. But it's like the fans have turned on him. I like the idea of it. It just and I you those of you listening, you know, I love this guy. I love that feud of yeah. Gargano Champa. One of my favorites. It's just I don't know. It didn't work with me and I I appreciated stuff he was doing. Like he's saying, like I was in the, mo- like Mora goes, Oh, I was in the moment when I called you Johnny Turncoat. And he goes, what about my moment? It's a callback to yeah. Champa doing, this is my moment. Yeah. All that stuff. The, the grabbing the camera at the end was like Champa's old heel promos. Like the Joker. I like, I recognized everything they were doing. I thought they did it well. I'm just a bit like, I don't know. Yeah, not connected to yeah, this feud, which is so weird to say because I was so connected to this for 
the good part of two years. It it needs to take it needs to have something uh, some sort of. I think it feels forced. Yeah, and I think that's why. I think I think they're both in this segment, Moro and Gargano, very capable, good performers. But the idea of this match feels forced to me now. Yeah, uh, I I would like maybe uh, some sort of different direction, like kind of making it more believable and not so much forced. R- let it let it play itself out that they hate each other. I, I think this would be way better if it was a like a babyface babyface direction, but both hate each other. You're right. It's still the thing. Champers come coming back, and they can have the, a little tag run, and there's some miscommunication there. And Johnny's like, I still don't trust you. Like, sure. they, they lose due to lack of trust. Well, we're not getting that now. We're not getting that. But I feel that dynamic and, like, let the fans pick. Are you Champa? Are you Gargano? But this just feels very forced I agree. and fake to me. Yeah. Well, it might be hell in the cell, so. I mean, sh- the match is going to be great, whatever yeah, it is. But of course. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a little it was off. Weird. Yeah, I felt, it was weird. I, I like heel Johnny, but. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. I'll give it hope. I'll give it hope. We shall see. Uh, Next week, it will be Cameron Grimes versus Keith Lee for the North American Championship. And then Undisputed Era versus the Broserweights for the NXT Tag Team Championships. And by the way, it's not happening at Full Sail. It's happening at the PC. Because Full Sail's got some, like, thing going on. And they're like, yo, fuck off. Does that mean people can go to their car safely in peace? No, the PC parking lot's just dangerous. We've been over this. Well, now it's going to be fucking... You know they're going to do an angle in the PC parking lot. Yeah. No one is safe in the parking lots of Florida. (laughs) That's fast. (laughs) I've seen some documents. I watched this movie called Florida Man. Holy... Jeez, this is wild. Our main event time is a steel cage match. That's right. A second steel cage. Because you know what's better than one cage? Two. Two. Two cages better than one? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Steel Cage, Roderick Strong versus the Velveteen Dream. Now, both these guys hate each other. Velveteen Dream is a good guy but wants to fuck Roddy's wife and to take over responsibilities being a father of Roddy's kid, just to keep you up to date. And the good and the bad guy, Roddy, just wants to fight and defend his honor. Okay, cool. We're up to speed. Yeah, even the uh, like video promo for this made Roddy look like the ultimate hero. Yeah. He looked like this evil guy like coming up on the big screen being like, yo, I'm going to fuck your wife. <laughs> and then the music would change to more hero music when Roddy's like ripping his shirt off ah. and like going to attack him. Wow. This story's weird. Just wild. Yeah. Yeah, not sure what's happening here. Roderick Strong comes out and he's wearing cage match attire, which means black jeans and his Undisputed Era t-shirt with the sticker on and he fought the entire match with the sticker on. Bravo. Yeah. The whole time. We had a little bet. Yeah. Beforehand. Will it stay? Yeah. And it did. So Roddy is in. He goes you right after. You mention his red CKs either. He does. Well, Making he, a comeback. He, yeah. I, he must listen to have listened to us praise week after week his red CKs that we've seen. The Marty McFly, Calvin Klein CKs. And Roger Strong... <laughs> With his red Calvins looking good. You see, I, I have to get me some red ones. I only buy the black ones. I got like eight oh, I, pairs I've of got black. I've all colors. Uh, of Calvins? Is that your preference Everything. too? Everything. I just oh. like, I like colorful. You just like underwear. I like colorful underwear. 
<laughs> I just like underwear so much. I just love underwear so much. It's fantastic. Uh, well, Roddy's wearing red ones. He comes in. The match hasn't even started yet. He gets in the cage and instantly attacks the Dream, obviously, because he's mad about this guy trying to fuck his wife. Um, Dream fights back, flies off the top rope with a double axe handle. Um, Roddy gets launched into the cage, and here comes his wife, Marina Shafir, who ends up giving him a kendo stick through the hole through the cage. She isn't Let's Play anymore. She's not wearing Let's Play. She's done playing. Yeah. She's all about her man. All about her man. Um, there's Yeah, what's the... Jasmine Duke is nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Um, Dream takes the kendo stick and starts swinging it like hell, but Dream, Dream sorry, sorry, got the kendo stick from Roddy and starts swinging and beating him up during the commercial break. They come back. Uh, Dream's head has been put through the corner of the, the cage, which looks like it hurts. Dream puts Roddy in a Boston Crab, but it's countered into his own Boston Crab. Um, there's then Super Kick into the cage. Roddy has the kendo stick again and does like a pump handle kendo stick backbreaker on this Velveteen This was really Dream. cool, I thought. Yeah, this was pretty awesome. Um, Dream stops Roddy from climbing the cage by pulling his pants down, revealing his bum... Revealing his bum bum, and the whole crowd chants, asshole. <laughs> um, but he pulls up his pants and then climbs up top and stops Dream from climbing and hits an Olympic slam off the top there. Um, there's leaps and there's bounds and there's counters and then there's a Dream Valley driver and then a second one. And Dream goes up. He scales the top of the cage. He's like he's going to dive off the top to hit the elbow drop and hopefully not break his toe. And... He's interrupted by Undisputed Era, who all run down to the ring. They get involved here. Um, he, he manages to get Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, send them flying on the outside. But back in the ring, Adam Cole is in. He takes the candlestick, though, Dream, and starts smacking up Roddy, smacking up Adam Cole. And then Dream, in a turn of events, boots Roddy out the door, thus making Roddy causing Roddy to win the match, the cage match. Roddy beats Dream, but Roddy is now on the outside. Dream then handcuffs the door to the cage shut, turns around, and realizes that he's now in the ring with Adam Cole. And this was his plan all along. He fooled us. Dream is in. He beats up Adam Cole. He hits the Dream Valley driver to the chair. He grabs Adam Cole's NXT Championship title, holds it up, prances around the ring, climbs the cage, and is left standing tall. Clearly, the, du- the direction of the dream was not to fuck Roddy's wife, but to take Adam Cole's NXT championship, therefore setting up your Tampa TakeOver NXT title match, Dream versus Cole. But what did you think of this cage match? Not much. Really. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't think these two guys click really right uh which is really weird to say about roderick strong uh he clicks with everyone i think he clicks with everyone but the last few weeks where they've had a match hasn't really worked for me um the finish as well didn't quite work for me i think this was the direction we saw it going yeah uh, how it got there we obviously didn't know but for dream to work this entire cage match and then like, he doesn't sneak attack Cole or anything. They're both in the cage, and he beats the shit out of him, and Cole yeah. hasn't worked a match tonight, and he's just done 15 minutes in a cage. Yeah. I thought it made Roddy look really weak. It made Cole look really weak. It made 
I don't know. I I got the idea it was something different, but I don't know. NXT just isn't clicking for me right now. Yeah, something a little off. It's not at the level that maybe we're maybe used to. Is this a a case of them moving away from the graduation, if you will? Like we're used to seeing, uh, like Gargano had his what seemed like a farewell after Toronto, and then he's still there. Undisputed Era, we've said for two years now, oh, I see them moving up now. Um, I wonder if it's just, for me, like as a fan, and I yeah. I love this product, and I recognise that everyone is good, and that it's a better show than other wrestling shows out there, but for right now, I'm not connecting emotionally, and I wonder if it's just I'm tired of the cast right now. It could be that we need maybe a, a refresh, but it's something didn't click for me in this cage match as well. It could be because we all knew something was off with the dream with this storyline. Like, why is he doing all this? What's the deal with it? And it didn't really work. I didn't think it got the reaction. This this kind of gave me the same reaction as I had when I watched the AEW match with Moxley revealing his eye is fine. I'm like, you really worked this whole match to reveal that? Mm. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't mind this week's episode, but it definitely wasn't anything to like... I, I can't say you could go out of your way to watch any of it. Yeah, and I felt that's been the case for the last few weeks. Yeah, we're in a little... Because I've said before, I, I I have friends that never watch the TV, but watch the takeovers. And they're like, I love it, but I feel like it's a PW, uh, PWG show where you just put, like, the best talent you got against each other. Yep. And I've gone... I mean, it is the best talent they've got against each other, but they the stories are built really well, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of good stuff on TV. And right now, I, I, I don't know, maybe it's feeling the fatigue of the two hours. Maybe it's because AEW's clicking now, mm-hmm. and I we have them on sort of the same sort of level. Sure. Obviously, both being Wednesdays and such. Um, we can like both. We can like both. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think NXT needs to do something big. Yeah, soon. they need to do some step up some things. Just, just, and I feel we're not going to get that until after Mania because I think the right. pieces are all moving in place, and Mania is kind of the end of the season, right? So, but I think they need a big angle soon. Um, Killer Cross. I don't know something. Something. <laughs> I guess we shall see. But that was NXT from March fourth, two thousand and twenty. Yeah, it was just all right. Um, it wasn't very memorable, but uh, we'll get to our AEW review tomorrow on our Patreon. But that's what we thought about NXT. But let's see what you thought. Every Wednesday, we do go live on our YouTube uh, after NXT airs at uh, youtube.com slash up next. But Wednesday nights, we post on the Post Wrestling Forum, forum.postwrestling.com. And you can write in and we'll read it live here on the air. Do you want to read the first one? Sure. We go to Eva from London. Real life as a graduate student has gotten rough and my brain is fried. Oh, get well. Just want to thank you guys for all you do to be in my ears every Wednesday morning. Uh, it always brings a smile to my face, except when you're li- like Brooklyn fans and incorrectly label Baszler as boring. But other than that, you are two cool dudes with attitude. Keep up the great work. One, two, throw them up. Throw them up. I mean, thank you. It wasn't feedback for tonight, but thank you. We always appreciate com- compliments. Thank you. Thank Eva. you very much for listening. Uh, Paul from New Jersey. Well, wouldn't you know, Raquel Gonzalez found a way to get involved. <laughs> Enjoyable match. Ladies worked hard, but I would have preferred a cage match for the blow-off. 
Both Chelsea and Shotzi had unsuccessful tours on the most recent Tough Enough, so it's great to see them outshine the likes of ZZ and Sarah Lee in the long run. Theory Scott was very good. This show is at a bit of a slump in my opinion, but I'm sure it will rebound. AEW has been too damn good. All I can say is I agree with the crowd as a pertains to Cameron Grimes. This company kills cell cage match gimmicks like no other. P.S. Kona Reeves, Kona Reeves is of American, Filipino, Chinese, Dutch, Spanish, and Indonesian descent. Wow. That's a remix. That sounds like a restaurant I need to go to. Wow. What would your restaurant be? What's your what's your, your blood there? Just straight up fucking UK? English, Scottish. Wow. Older English. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty boring. My restaurant would be Portuguese, English, Canadian, British... Irish. That's. I think that's it. Not as exciting yeah, as, Phil, as. I. I do want to do my ancestry. All I know is I've got Scottish. Oh, I have American in me as well. I learned. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Don't you know? We go to Hugh from Melbourne. Oi. Really enjoyed the opening cage match, but I still get nervous when Tegan flies. We all knew Raquel would get involved, but credit for a creative finish. I expect all three women will be in the ladder match. Do you think any NXT UK women enter the ladder match? Um, Tony, maybe? Sure. She quit NXT UK, didn't she? Technically. Really? I don't know. I don't watch it. On TV or? Uh, on TV, yeah. Yeah, I don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they need to let Grimes speak more. The heat he draws is spectacular. Will it be Lee against Priest or Grimes at TakeOver? Uh, I mean, I think Dijakovic's still probably in the conversation there, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Keith could uh, call an open challenge to be answered by Killer Cross. Theory Swerve was a great match. Really showed off the power Theory has. That arm snap was nasty, though. Could we see a heel turn for Swerve? He could bring out some of the brutality he's shown as kill shot in Lucha Underground. Yeah, that's yeah, I loved his run there. Uh, main event was fun and great Swerve at the end. Was this dream's plan all along? Adam Cole always has his boys around to protect his championship. So Dream targeted the outlier to set his trap. Brilliant stuff. Keep up the good work, mates. Yes, it was a trap from the dream. I love uh, Hugh's like questions as they go on. It's like the end <laughs> of an old school Batman episode. Will they go it's on? Like, the will dinner? it be Lee against Priest or Grimes at Takeover? Oh, I, I was this dream's plan all along. I watch a lot of this Batman. We air it at my work, so like I've watched so much. You know, we're going to be reviewing the movie soon. The Batman Adam West movie. Yeah. Oh, I, it's I'm ready. on the up yours list. I'm it's not shaving up my very soon. I'll tell you one thing: if we're reviewing this movie, I'm not shaving my mustache. I'm not. I refuse to shave my mustache for this review. Yeah, just like the Joker. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know what else I finished at work? You finished Buffy. I finished Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm so late, but I finally finished Buffy. You need to get on Angel now. Mm. Angel's good. Angel's good. Mm. Uh. Angels. A, Angels. A, get out of here. No, no. Angel. I like. I'm t- I used to be Team Angel, and now I'm Team Spike. Oh, it's not about Angel. It's about Fred and um Wesley. So okay. good. Well, all I'm, I know is Angel shows up like the second last episode of Buffy and just makes out with her and disappears again. And Spike is like heartbroken. Yeah. And I thought Spike was going to like kill people, but instead he like, I don't mean spoilers, but like they survive and Anya dies. I'm like, what the hell? No uh, one cares. Xander's re- no, but Xander's reaction doesn't it. even care. No. Oh my God. It's so heartbreaking what he says. He fucking cares. Ah, he's he- told that she's dead and he's like, like silly girl, yeah. and he's like clearly heartbroken by it. Oh, he didn't. You, he didn't care. Enough. No, you, you, 
you're too high. No, no, it wasn't. It, no, we'll rewatch that scene. Xander, <laughs> it's fucking heartbreaking. Xander yeah. in that scene. He didn't care. It's fantastic. He's like, cool. I love Buffy, anyways. <laughs> it's not as good as when he's telling Willow about the yellow crayon at the end of the previous season. That stuff is heartbreaking. Yeah, this season wasn't that great. But, uh, well, spoilers. I've finished Buffy. Yes. Great. Now what am I going to do? Now at up next podcast at the Brady. <laughs> tell him to watch Angel, and no. also he's wrong. Xander cared. No, Xander finally can be with Buffy. Everything is clear in the for Buffy. You know what happens in the comics? Sure. No, he no. he uh, hooks up with <clears throat> Buffy's sister, Dawn. Dawn. Oh, I could I could see that happening. Yeah, they they become a couple. Wow. For a while. Yeah. Interesting. And then she turns into a giant and like a oh. an antelope or oh. something. I don't know. Cantaloupe. It's something like that. Delicious. <laughs> we have some more feedback. Yeah. Before we went on that little rant there, the little tangent, little tangerine. Mystery, he says, hey, uh, main event was great. Women's matches were okay. Kai and Knox have a clever ending. We'll extend the feud. That being said, Green and Shotzi was not great. Chelsea's gimmick is very main roster and doesn't fit into NXT. And she sticks out like a sore thumb. She's going to stick out like a sore thumb at the Tampa takeover match. Her wrestling isn't super great, but who else do you see being in that ladder match? Not going to lie, this women's division is suffering right now with Charlotte hogging up the title picture and Rhea being a pretty awful champion, all things considered. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Who I, else do you want in that women's match? I think we get Dakota. I think we get Tegan. I think we get Mia Yim. Io Shirai. If Io Shirai is healthy, I think we get Io. We obviously will get Bianca. Um, it, it's your main women. There. Mystery continues saying he doesn't like Rhea's promos and she's not working with the right audience. Question of the week. If you guys watched Raw last Monday, how did you feel about Ky- Kyrie and Shayna? Shayna is getting boring chance. Doesn't bode well for her main roster career, especially since she doesn't leave a positive impression at the Survivor Series either. Yeah, I've, I don't care about Shayna. I feel we're on different pages with Shayna. I, not a fan. I enjoy her matches and I think, I think Kyrie in this iteration of Kyrie is the wrong person to be up against because right. it's a heel versus a heel. Um, Shayna's at her best, I feel, when she's working that style, but against a really over smaller baby face. Um, yeah, it's just not everyone's cup of tea. I still think Shayna's pretty damn good, but I don't think we'll go over with the main audience. Um, bonus question. How do you guys feel about Tainara being very public about her contract? Do you see her getting potentially squashed in an upcoming match? Because she's now tweeting about how she wants to be released. And she says that the, there was a, a spike in the audience when she wrestled last. And that the only numbers that go up is when my name is involved on the screen and not in my contract. So obviously she's not happy about what she's being paid in NXT. How much is this a little gimmick thing, though? Sure. Like, they, they're still happily sending her to Evolve for, yeah. for matches and... Tainara. I don't know. That Tainara. It might be because she's still not there ring-wise. Oh, definitely not. But there's something, like we've said, there's something there with her. Mm, I guess we'll see. I don't know. Maybe this is a little gimmick thing because, like, if not, why not just go? Mm. I don't know. Uh, Chris from Pennsylvania. Last one here. In a show with two steel cage matches, Mauro Ronaldo wound up being the best performer of the night. The sit-down with Johnny was really good, but I thought R- Ronaldo's acting really put it over the top. As for the rest of the show, Knox and Kai had a pretty good match. I thought the first half lacked the intensity of their street fight at TakeOver, but they dialed it up late in the match. I also enjoyed the visual of Raquel pinning Tegan behind the cage door. Dream Roddy was also really good, better than their first match, I thought. 
You could maybe nitpick over the logic of Dream purposely losing a match to get a title shot, but I'm pretty desensitized to to that stuff by now. Overall, a better show than in recent weeks, in my opinion. I'm interested to see where they go with the TakeOver card, as they seem to be teasing multiple multi-person matches for the women's ladder match and the North American and the tag team titles. Yeah, uh, thank you for the feedback. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, uh, I yeah, I mean, we, we kind of see the direction they're going in and some of the stuff, and uh, I don't know where we'll see with the... The women's who you want to see in that ladder match, but I guess it'll all do time. There's so many, many more weeks till we get there. So I'll see you when we get there. Uh, so that's what we thought. That's what you thought about NXT this week from March 4, 2020. Um, before we go, we uh, we should plug again uh, some of the shows that we have done, like our best match ever, Edge. Uh, we got to watch a lot of the SmackDown 6 matches in that era as well. So that was so much fun. Uh, we do have our AEW Revolution show up, as well as our weekly AEW Up Nextra on Thursdays every week, as well as uh, some of uh, the Was Next, where we go back in time and watch old NXT in chronological order. Uh, all these shows that we've been doing, including, like you mentioned off the top of the show, our WrestleMania themed shows. We've got Best Match Ever, Curtain Jerkers, Best Match Ever, Main Events. We got our greatest WrestleMania ever match game with John Way and Mike Murray from Post Wrestling. We have so many shows. We're putting in all the hard work and uh, a lot of our patrons uh, patrons are uh, supporting us and it means the world to us. So five bucks gets you all these shows and you get all these 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 podcasts that we put out for all our listeners so it's just been crazy and it's just awesome so with wrestlemania season this is the per- it's five bucks and try it out because you instantly get all the back shows as well yeah like so. if you sign up right now by the end of the week you'll have about 85 shows, <laughs> shows to catch up five on. bucks so five bucks helps us out it gets us to let us do what we love to do and uh thank you for listening to this show because listening to this show helps us just as much so thank you very much um you can find Up Next on Twitter at the at Up Next Podcast, at Up Next Podcast. Um, we have t-shirts, prowrestlingtees.com slash Up Next. Um, like we've mentioned, Wednesday nights, we go live on YouTube uh, after NXT on Wednesdays, youtube.com slash Up Next. And um, we do have uh, some thank yous for the show. Yeah, so yeah. These, uh, these are patrons at patreon.com forward slash Up Next. And... Yeah, like our, we've mentioned before, our lives have changed since doing the Patreon, putting yeah. on a load more shows. Uh, we sacrifice work to put on more shows, and we really wouldn't be able to realistically do all these shows and keep NXT for free, up next for free, if it wasn't for some of our patrons. So I just want to give a shout out to uh, some patrons, some new who have recently just joined. Yeah. Uh, Brendan De Silva, thank you. Patrick Young, thank you so much. Adam Ali, thank you. Jermaine Walls, thank you very much. And AF1, not AFI, but AF1, thank you for being our patron. Hey, thank you, Corey Hansford, for being a patron. Thank you, Daryl Rudolph. No relation to Kevin Rudolph, I hope so. Not that champion song. Maybe, the reindeer. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Eric Bodelson. Thank you so much. Thank you, Frank in San Joe. I don't know where San... Is that San Jose? San Jose, I guess. Oh, hey, Maybe. thank you, Frank. And thank you, Nicholas Da Silva. Thank you all for being patrons. Two thank- Da Silvas. So Maybe many Da Silvas. Related. Yeah. 
thank you for listening to this show. We will be back every week, every Wednesday night, every Thursday, depending on where you download this podcast. Subscribe, rate us, do all these fun things you do, whatever you do, wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate it, and we appreciate you listening. So we're going to get out of here. Take care. Goodbye, you son of a bitch. Oh, hoy! Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. This holiday, whether you're making a Kroger Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Kroger has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.